Hi, everybody. Dick Vitale. Hey, make sure you listen, man, to Lockdown Blue Devils with J.J. Jackson. He's awesome, baby. You are Locked On Blue Devils, your daily podcast on the Duke Blue Devils, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Welcome to today's edition of Locked On Blue Devils. It's great to have you here with us as we've got an exciting show here for you today. Can't wait to dive into all of it. As my name is JJ Jackson, proud to serve as your host for the Locked On Blue Devils podcast, a daily podcast where we discuss everything going on in the world of Duke Athletics. Thank you for making us your first listen. On today's show, we talk about the first action for Duke men's basketball this year. They had an exhibition game over the weekend. Duke football falls to Wake Forest over the weekend, and we'll recap what's been happening with Duke soccer. A lot of big-time action for them over this past weekend. Again, my name is JJ Jackson, and I proudly serve as the host of this podcast. Follow our show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils, and follow me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore. Be sure to subscribe and follow Lockdown Blue Devils for free wherever you get your podcasts as you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it comes out each and every day. All right, as we get into today's program, Duke basketball with a very impressive victory, 106-38 to over Winston-Salem State, a Division II school that Duke had an exhibition game against on Saturday. The 68-point victory for the Blue Devils, it was decided pretty much from the get-go as Duke was already out to an 8-0 lead thanks to two three-pointers from Trevor Keels and Wendell Moore Jr. 74 seconds into the contest, it's 8-0, and Winston-Salem State had to call a timeout. It was 17-2 at the first media timeout. Of course, that's the first whistle under 16 minutes remaining. Media timeouts in college basketball. I assume you know this. But I'll pass this along in case you don't. Welcome into the program. We talk a lot about basketball here on Lockdown Blue Devils. But those media timeouts are the first whistle under 16 minutes, under 12, under 8, under 4 in both the first and second half. It's very easy to pick up on and remember what we're talking about. So it was 17-2 to already, the Duke lead at the first media timeout. And Duke had a 53-point lead with less than one minute remaining in the first half. Winston-Salem State hit a three-pointer, so the score at the break was 63-13. to Duke led by 50 points at halftime. Again, Winston-Salem State Division II, they are the CIAA tournament champions from the 2019-2020 season. That was their last game. So all of last year, they did not play basketball due to the COVID-19 pandemic. Again, March Madness 2020 was canceled. That's when, obviously, COVID-19 became a big-time pandemic here on uh, the world, and we shut down all of college basketball. There was no tournament that year. That was the last time that Winston-Salem State really played a real game. And then, of course, as we're saying, Winston-Salem State did not play at all last season. Duke, in the game on Saturday, had 41 bench points with six guys in double figures. All in all, a terrific effort from the Duke Blue Devils, who shot 11 of 27 from three-point range, that's 40.7%. They led 21-0 to in fast-break opportunities. So Duke did an excellent job of getting out in front, making sure they took advantage of those fast breaks, scoring all of the points. 21-0 the edge in that one. Going through some individual numbers, it was Paulo Bancaro leading the way for Duke. 21 points, 9 rebounds for the freshman. Trevor Keels had 12 points, 4 rebounds. Mark Williams, our big center on the inside. 14 points, 5 rebounds, and 5 blocks. 
Bates Jones, the transfer from Davidson, of course, younger brother of Daniel Jones and the uh, brother of Duke soccer goalkeeper Ruthie Jones. That's his sister. He had 11 points on a couple of three-point made shots. Joey Baker had eight points and six rebounds. Baker had two three-pointers and a dunk. Joey Baker is 6'5", 6'6", so really no surprise that he dunked. You could see it in his high school mixtapes from time to time. But this is his senior year at Duke, and he very, very, very rarely gets a dunk. That's how much Duke was winning by that they were able to get a little cut to Joey Baker, who was able to finish with the two-handed jam. So eight points and six rebounds for Joey. Wendell Moore had eight points, six assists. Jeremy Roach, 10 points, seven assists. That was the team high. Theo John, our transfer from Marquette, who was oh so impressive in the uh, Countdown to Craziness game. My buddy Donald Wine the second from the Duke Basketball Report and I are leading that Theo John fan club. Theo had six points, five rebounds. Jalen Blakes, the freshman point guard, had five points and six rebounds. A.J. Griffin played. Yes, A.J. Griffin played in this basketball game. He had the knee injury earlier this fall, and he played in the second half. Ten points and four rebounds, all in the second half of competition. So Duke was already up by 50, and A.J. Griffin got out there on the floor. You got to feel good about his chances to play a little bit against Kentucky if they wanted to. The fact they even let him go out and play in the exhibition game, I think, makes you believe He's going to be ready to go, possibly, for when Duke opens up the season versus Kentucky. Although I like the starting five they were going with. Jeremy Roach, Trevor Keels, Wendell Moore Jr., Paula Bancaro, and Mark Williams. I think if you bring A.J. Griffin off the bench, I'd love to see what that looks like. And I'm a little surprised uh, that that's the storyline, given that uh, we obviously did not predict he would be injured. That is A.J. Griffin, because going into the year, I figured he would have been one of the starters. But that can all change. Obviously, it's way, way, way early in the season. Haven't even played the first game. But just the positive takeaway here is that A.J. Griffin was able to play in the second half after he was out indefinitely with that knee sprain. Winston-Salem State shot 6 of 27 from three-point range. That's 22%. 14 of 63 total from the field. That is also 22%. So the Duke defense did a stellar job of locking these guys down. Cameron Indoor was so excited. The energy in there was just amazing to watch on television. So super cool that all the fans got to be back there for this exhibition and a big-time win for Duke, again, winning by 68 over Winston-Salem State. You can't take away anything crazy from a game like this because, again, you do have to remind yourself of who the opponent was. Winston-Salem State is no world beater. But by any means, you like having these positive conversations. It wouldn't be fun to have a podcast here today talking about, oh, man, how in the world did Duke play so poorly against a team like Winston-Salem State? So I'm at least fortunate that we're not having to do that. Coming up next, Duke football is back from their bye week. The Winston-Salem doubleheader continued on Saturday. So men's basketball, they took on Winston-Salem State. As we just discussed, Duke football, of course, on the road in Winston-Salem playing Wake Forest. We'll talk about that after this timeout on Locked On Blue Devils. Today's show is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is a leader in college sports daily fantasy. Prize Picks offers more college football props than anyone in the world and offers the star players of the Power Five as well as mid-major players you might not have ever heard of. Prize Picks offers any prop you can think of from yardage to touchdowns and even interceptions thrown. You pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections and you can come up and win 10 times on any entry and it's just you versus the projected numbers. Make sure you use promo code Locked On, and that promo code will receive a 100% instant deposit match up 
to $100. Prize pick allows mixed sport entries as you can combine football, basketball, and any other sport. It's an awesome thing to check out. As also make sure you use the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made up in 60 seconds or less. It's really that easy. Price Picks is safe and offers fast withdrawals. Don't hesitate. Check out PricePicks.com. Use promo code Locked On or go to your app store and download the app today. Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Welcome back into the program. You're listening to Locked On Blue Devils, and my name is JJ Jackson. Duke loses 45 to seven to number 13 Wake Forest on Saturday in Winston Salem. The Blue Devils are now three and five overall, 0 and four in ACC competition, as with the win, Wake Forest remains unbeaten. They are 8-0 on the season, 5-0 in ACC play. Wake Forest has moved up to number 10 in the latest AP rankings. Tomorrow, that's Tuesday, tomorrow, we will have the very first college football playoff rankings released of the season. Again, the college football playoff committee, led by Bill Hancock, will put together their top 25 teams, and that's what matters, because who they say are the top four teams would be the four teams that made it to the college football playoff if it were the end of the year. So Wake Forest is going to be favored very well in that college football playoff rankings, and they should. The Demon Deacons had 677 yards of total offense. They were able to do pretty much anything that they wanted to versus our Duke Blue Devils. They were already on the scoreboard 90 seconds into the contest and took a 28 to nothing lead into halftime. Duke has now trailed 86 to nothing in first-half competitions in ACC road games this season. Again, last week they lost, or excuse me, not last week because they were on a bye, but the week before, going into the bye, they lost 48 to nothing to Virginia. Our Duke quarterback, Gunnar Holmberg, was 10 of 18 for 110 yards. He was a part of a Duke Blue Devil offense that had 315 yards of total offense. So again, Wake Forest had 677 yards of total offense. Duke had 315 Riley Leonard got some playing time as well. He is the true freshman quarterback from Fairhope, Alabama. More of your traditional quarterback, as we've seen Jordan Moore play a couple of times already this year. He's had a couple of rushing touchdowns. He's more of their scramble, wildcat guy, but of course recruited as a quarterback. Riley Leonard was 2 of 6 for 45 yards passing. He had 39 yards rushing as well and scored a touchdown. His rushing touchdown was 7 minutes and 17 seconds remaining in the game. Put Duke on the scoreboard. They had been trailing 45 to nothing. The touchdown made it 45-7, and that would go on to be the final score. Duke went over 100 consecutive points unanswered from their opponents before scoring that touchdown on the Riley Leonard two-yard rush that uh, gave them their first touchdown of the game. Mateo Durant, we haven't given you his numbers yet. We should. 103 yards on 20 carries. This is the sixth 100-yard game of the season for Mateo Durant. That ties the Duke single-season record. He is holding that record now with four other players. I feel good about his chances of breaking that record, obviously, as he's got four games left on the season, and you would like to think that in one of those, Mateo Durant can get over that 100-yard mark, which is so exciting for him. Durant finishes 27 yards shy of 1,000 on the year, which is also a great benchmark for a running back who's having an awesome season. Last year in 2020, Mateo Durant had just 817 yards rushing as the number two back behind Deion Jackson. Defensively for Duke, Leonard Johnson led the way with nine tackles. Yes, Leonard Johnson. That's great because last week when we talked with Josh Cox from Duke Football Talk, he wanted to bring up the fact that Leonard Johnson had missed the game versus Virginia. He had that interception versus Georgia Tech. 
pulled what I believe was a hamstring on the interception return, so did not play. Good to have him back in competition. He led the way for Duke defensively with nine tackles. Shaka Hayward had six tackles, and Daquan Johnson had six tackles as well for Duke football, who has lost 45-7 to over the weekend at Wake Forest. If you combine those scores of the Winston-Salem doubleheader, again, Duke basketball versus Winston-Salem State and Duke football versus Wake Forest, our Blue Devils would still be in good hands, but that's because they won by 68 in their basketball game. So uh, Duke football will get ready for a game versus Pittsburgh this upcoming weekend. It is back at home on the ACC Network. So looking forward to talking about that game throughout the rest of this week. Coming up in just a moment, we'll take the opportunity to tell you about Duke soccer, what they're up to this time of year, getting close to postseason time. That's next right here on Locked On Blue Devils. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. If you haven't tried a Built Bar by now, you are certainly missing out. They say it's a protein bar, but it does not taste like one. You have to try one of these amazing bars yourself to believe it. Most protein bars are chalky or waxy or just plain hard to choke down. A Built Bar is soft, covered in 100% real chocolate, and when you bite into it, you know you're eating something different. It's more of an experience, one that you'll enjoy. In fact, you'd swear you're eating a candy bar. Built Bars are low-carb, low-calorie, low-sugar, low-fat, and high in protein. All the healthy benefits on top of just being purely delicious with so many flavors. This month, Built Bar is coming out with a whole new limited-time flavors every three to four days, so check their website often. You don't want to miss out. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. The promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, for 15% off at Built.com. Welcome back into today's edition of the Locked On Blue Devils podcast. My name is JJ Jackson, and I'm the host of this program. What I want to talk about right now is Duke soccer. Duke women's soccer this past weekend on Sunday, the number three team in the ACC tournament. They fall to Wake Forest, the number six seed, by a score of two to one. Again, in the first round of the ACC tournament, Duke is now 13-3-1, and 7-2-1 in ACC play. 16 days earlier, Duke won by a score of 2-0 at Wake Forest, but just couldn't get it done in the ACC tournament. It will get ready for the uh, NCAA tournament as Duke is searching for its 27th all-time NCAA tournament bid. Don't worry, the Blue Devils will be in the NCAA tournament field, and the opening round action will start on November 12th. What's a little surprising about the Duke women's soccer team, again, having fallen in the ACC tournament to Wake Forest, they ended the regular season on a five-game winning streak. All five of those games, by the way, the Blue Devils won in shutout fashion. 5 nothing, 2 nothing, 1 nothing, 1 nothing, 1 nothing. Ten goals to zero over the last five contests, all resulting in Duke victories, but they lost in the tournament to Wake Forest. Hopefully they got that out of their system so they could prepare for a deep NCAA tournament run. On the men's soccer side of things, they are the number 13 team in the entire country. This past Friday night, they played their final regular season game. It was a 3-2 win in overtime over Virginia as Duke clinched the number three seat in the ACC tournament. But more importantly, with 16 points on the season, they tie with Pittsburgh, becoming co-ACC Coastal Division champions. That's right, Duke becomes co-ACC Coastal Division champions in men's soccer. This is the first division title for the Duke Blue Devils since the ACC went to the two-division format in soccer in 2014. The 3-2 victory over Virginia this past Friday was thanks to sophomore Lewis McGarvey. His game-winning goal in overtime ultimately was 
the difference as Duke is able to pick up that win. Duke will play this upcoming Sunday, November 7th in the ACC tournament, either versus number 6 Wake Forest or number 11 Virginia, whoever wins that opening round matchup in the ACC tournament. The men's soccer schedule is basically a week and a half or so behind the women's. So this past week, we saw Duke women's soccer play in the ACC tournament. This upcoming weekend, the men's team will get there as well. So we're uh, hopeful that the men's soccer team will continue their great run in the ACC tournament. Much like the women, they are in perfect standing as they get ready for the NCAA tournament field. They'll be a part of it. It's just a matter of who they play and how they're seated. That's kind of up for question. That wraps up our show today. Coming up tomorrow, Candace Cooper from Locked On ACC will stop by as we'll talk about the Duke football team taking on Wake Forest. We are now eight days away from the start of the college basketball season with number nine Duke taking on number 10 Kentucky. So I have to ask Candace a thought or two about that one. So be on the lookout for that tomorrow. Again, if you haven't done so already, connect with me on Twitter at underscore JJ underscore Jackson underscore and be sure to follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore Blue Devils. Make sure you subscribe and follow this podcast right now on your favorite podcast app, and you'll get the latest episode of Locked On Blue Devils as soon as it's available each and every day. Now go check out Locked On ACC with Candace Cooper for the latest breakdown across the Atlantic Coast Conference. That's going to do it for today's show. As always, go Duke. I'll talk to you tomorrow. My name is JJ Jackson. Thank you and good day.